on page Reish Ches 208, finishing this section of these Maimarim, another Maimar. So, um, Justin basically proven, according to the Pardes, the Eiris are Pshutim, are totally abstract, stripped of any definition. You can't call them Eire Chesed, except for the fact that when you're defining that, or you're saying it, it's not it's not the opposite of Chesed, it's not the opposite of Chachma. But the Eir itself is not is not Mitsuyir, is not has never doesn't have a definition to it. Only through the kalim, and even after it's enclosed in the kalim, it still remains totally unified with its source because it still remains pushit in the kli, just like its source. Therefore, these oyres don't need to have a source above in the ten sfiris being that the oyres which are enclosed into the kalim still remain pushit, and they're just an extension of the essence. So, they're totally achdus achdus echod, just like the oyer shemesh rebais, the light of the sun which extends into the house, which shines through these different windows. It's totally one with the oyer shemesh with the light of the sun which is outside in the world. Even though it looks like it's changed through shining through these uh, stained glass window, it's still the exact same light. So push it, like we said earlier. So now we end the mimer on the top of page Reish Ches with a basically an explanation of a mimer Chazal according to everything which we've explained about the idea of Shlila. We just said that the description that we give to the Oyer according to the Pardes is only a Shlila to say that the Oyer is not opposite of these descriptions, but not actually not describing the Oyer itself. Now, according to all we said before, you and understand the saying of the sages, 613 mitzvahs were said to Moshe, etc. Then it says, And the first two commandments of the Ten Commandments, I am Hashem your God, and believing in Hashem, and also, You should not have other gods before me. We've heard these, Moshe heard these two commandments directly from, sorry, we all heard these commandments directly from Hashem, which is called here the term Gvuda, the Mighty One. And that's going to be the, the question here, why are we describing Hashem here as Gvuda, which is a more uncommon description of Hashem. So two, 613 mitzvahs were said to Moshe, but the first two commandments and the Ten Commandments we heard directly from Hashem. Seemingly, it's not understood with the expression of Mipiyah Gvuda, what it says we heard directly from the Mighty One. What is this uncommon expression? It should have said the more regular expression that we heard these two first commandments from the Holy One, Blessed is He, or from the Omnipresent, from the Mokim, uh, or similar, more common expressions. So to the explanation here is, According to what we explained before, regarding the idea of Shlila, the way of knowing something that is so high above it's above actually knowing it through Yediyas HaChiyuv, through actually knowing the actual thing, but you could, the only way you can appreciate it is through Yediyas HaShlila, through stripping away what it isn't. So you see, you're, you're calling it Chachma, not because it itself, you're not describing it itself as Chachma, but just saying that it, this Matthias is not the opposite of Chachma, it's not the opposite of Chesed. That regarding the divine energy, how it's above and being clothed in the vessels. And the same is actually true to the inner core of the, the essence of the divine energy, even after it becomes enclosed in the vessels, it still remains Pashut, like we said earlier, and this is referring to the Uyur before it becomes enclosed in the Kalim, 
is referring to in general the light of Kesser, which is a level which transcends the ten spheres. The way to have somewhat of a comprehension in this level of divinity is only through a a knowledge through negation. Like I just explained. And this is what explains another place that regarding Kesser, this statement of the sages applies that the negative comes before the positive. Meaning that the only way to know it and to have some type of connection and comprehension of this level of divinity, it's only through the negative, meaning through Yedias Ashlila, and not through Yedias Achiv, the Hain, through the Lav, not through the Hain. And above in godliness, what does this mean, Lav, Kedil, Nahain? This means that the first thing that happened was Tzimtum and not Chasadim. I mean, the first aspect of of the process that divinity goes through is through the tzimtzum aspect, through the concealment, the contraction, and not the revelation aspect. First, you have to have the tzimtzum in order that there should be a room for a separate existence and a feeling of separateness, and only then can you have the chasadim, the gili of elikos, which on a lower level, a more diminished level of, of gili. But first, you have to contract, conceal the infinite revelation of godliness. So that's lav kaitan lahem. First, you have the tzimtzum, then you have the gili. As explained in another place regarding the idea of mati v'le mati, which basically means mati is like the idea of ratzi and shuv, but on a higher level. So ratzi means how the divine energy, if we're talking about ratzi and shuv, how it relates to the oyer aliki and clothing and creation, the chayis alikis, it's ratzi, it's, it's desire to go up, to become absorbed back into its source. And then shuv, how that divine energy then returns back into creation, to live in creation. And mati v'le mati is in higher levels of divinity, not relating to actual how the energy is going down into creation, but within divinity itself. Um, so mati is the idea of shuv, how the divine energy is going down towards creation, and loy mati is how it's going back, not it's not reaching creation. So it's explained in other places about this idea of mati v'le mati, loy mati that when we're speak, when we're speaking from the perspective of above to below, meaning from the perspective of the higher levels of divinity, so to say, looking down, loy mati always comes first. The first level that happens is the loy mati, is the divine energy being mystalic, going back to its source, basically this idea of tzimtzum. The divine energy, the infinite divine energy being concealed, going back into its source in order to allow for the gili, which is the mati afterwards. Ubenefish, Ubiyadiyah, and so now to relate these concepts of Lav Kaid and Lahain within our soul, within our divine service, Ubiyadiyah, and in our knowledge of godliness, Huinyan Shibitkhila, Huabitl, the Hedrasaka. It's the idea that at first, within our divine service, to approach Hashem, you first have to have a bitl. You first have to have just a self effacement, a surrender of self, letting go of yourself, of the Hedrasaka, and the lack of understanding. First, you have to just realize that you know nothing and you're totally nothing compared to Hashem. And only that, after you have that basis of bitl, then you can come to approach Hashem and start having a hain relationship. First, you have to start with the law relationship, then the hain relationship, positive. And like the idea, it says, basically quiet your mouth from speaking anything. First, you come to Hashem. Don't start speaking your opinions and your, you know, what you think. Just be quiet and and receive from Hashem and allow yourself to be just be totally surrendered to Him. Like the idea of first you have to have the Yiratatab, first basically you have to have this bitl, like it says in Parak Mamalif. 
Hashem just have a bitl to Hashem. Then you can come and start having a positive relationship in the sense of trying to understand with your, your personal intellect and your personal opinions, uh, integrating that into into um, Yiddishkeit. So first you have to have the love relationship. Ukumoi, and similar, like what, so this seemingly, it seems to me, I've thought about this a while, that there's something missing here in the words of the Rebbe Shab. It seems like he's about to bring another example, and then it misses something, and then it says, and this idea is rak is rak only applies in the ratzivashuv, which is the lower level, not mati mati, how the divine energy already, already is relating to creation. Meaning to say, not in actual comprehension. So, it seems to be something missing here. So it says, he says, he's bringing an example, this idea of how the love relationship, the bitl, the hadra saga, he can bring another example, and all of a sudden it seems like there's something, in a sentence, a couple sentences missing here, and says, whatever we're just speaking about beforehand, is only applying in the concept of relative yeshuv, meaning not in hasaga. Yeah, so after the parentheses. And please, if anyone has comments on that, I would love to hear. So the beginning of the relationship in Tchila is the bitl, the hadra just knowing something through negating what it what it isn't. Uh, and not knowing the actual essence, the actual thing itself. So this is the Tchila. First you have to have the stage of bitl, hadra realizing what the entity, the godliness, what you're trying to understand is not, not what it is, and only afterwards you can start to have a positive knowledge of it. And through the shlila, like I said, through the negating, then you come to somewhat of a, a, a comprehension of what this actual entity is, what actual Hashem really is, through stripping away what he isn't, the process of elimination. So it could be saying here that this is the beginning of this Hashem. First you have to have this love type relationship, and also um, the beginning of going higher and having a, a knowledge of actual, you know, the essence of Hashem is only through starting through the Yishlila. You have to start through Shlila because you can't get to these high levels of through Chiyuv. You have to go through Lav first in order to have some type of Hain, which the Hain is only coming through the Lav. I'm saying here that all Yedei Shlila boim le'eza karakzas through the Lav, through the Yedei Shlila, the stripping away what Hashem isn't, you come to some type of Hain relationship of positive understanding at least a little bit of what Hashem is. And also in Aveda, the love comes first, the bitl comes first, and only afterwards you can come to the actual positive relationship. As explained the Kodetera in the name of Ramam. And this is why in Atsilis, it's the opposite. It's not the love Kodetera, it's the Chasodim Kodetera, the revelation of Godliness comes first. The positive relationship comes first. Because being that the whole theme, the whole modality, the whole way of Atsilis is the idea of Islam, the, in, in the enclosement of the divine energy into an internal way into the vessels of the Sviris. Therefore, it's Shaykh and it's relevant to talk about in this realm of Atsilis, a comprehension of, of actually positive comprehension. Because we're talking about how the divine energy is already limited and contracted 
diminished and has enclosed an internal weight into these defined vessels. So therefore, there is something which is defined which you can have a comprehension of. Whereas we're talking about the Oyer before it's established in the Kalim, it's solely Pashit, and therefore there is nothing to comprehend here. It's stripped of any definition. You can only comprehend something which you can grasp. If it's not defined, you can't grasp it. So in the in the world of Atilas, the positive, the kindness aspect, which means the revelation aspect comes first because it's already a world, meaning you can positively apprehend, comprehend something in the world of Atilas because it's already where the divine energy is defined. As explains there in the regarding the levels of Zav and Nukva, which are levels which are already defined, therefore you can have a comprehension of Avo, but Keser, which is a level which totally transcends the chain of creation, transcends definitions, Halav, Kriten, Lav, the negative relationship, the negation comes first. Hainu, Hedra, Saga, the lack of comprehension, the negation of comprehension. And the only way you can have any comprehension of this level, which totally is pushed and transcends any definition, is through Yudhiyas Ashliya, through stripping away what it isn't, through negating what it, what it isn't. Vazo, now coming back to what we started this, this parenthesis with. This is what it means when it says that the first two commandments, I am Hashem your God, and you should not have any other gods. We heard it directly from the Gvuda, from the Almighty Hashem. So let's explain this a little bit more. First, I can explain the idea of being said directly to us, and then we're going to say what the Gvuda is. Teira in general is comes derives from Chokma of Atzilus. So Teira is on the level of Atzilus. And from there it traveled and descended below through many different concealments um, until it became the Teira which we can actually learn in our physical world. But the general Teira is rooted in Chokma of Atzilus. So that, therefore, since Teira is mainly rooted in Atzilus, which we said it before, is Edis Bekelem already, it's defined. Therefore, you can approach Teira through a Hasaga Teira, through a positive understanding, and not through just Shlila. You can actually know the Teira. So, however, the idea which you're saying that these first two commandments, so the, all the 630 commandments, um, they, which 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 were said to Moshe. Um, all of them, except for this Anichi, Anichi Hashem all of them are the side theme of the Torah. Basically, Chokmah Vatilis, and therefore it can be understood through a saga Yediyas Um But there's something special about these first two commandments, which we weren't. Which weren't directly told over in a Yediyah type of way, in a saga, a positive Yediyah type of way to Moshe and to the Jewish people. The first two commandments are different. Anoichi refers to the level of godliness, which is I am who I am, meaning Hashem's very essence, which can't be described, described with any names. That no, no one knows Hashem in his essence except for him himself, only him himself. No thought can grasp him at all not through any of type of comprehension at all. So since we're talking about that level here, it's a totally different um, aspect. Only through the negative aspect, through negation, that's how you can have some type of revelation of this level of divinity, of Hashem's very essence. Only through removing the opposite of godliness, that's how you can have, you can leave room, so to say, for the revelation of, the, of Hashem's very essence. But you can't 
actively, positively relate to that level by doing something, by doing a mitzvah. Like I said, every mitzvah is a keli for a certain level of revelation and divinity. You're never going to get a keli which can fit, so to say, this level of avanoichi. It can't be defined, it can't be limited, it can't be revealed at all. But only through removing the things which are opposite of it, therefore you leave room for it to be revealed. And this is now, it comes to the second part. By not having any other gods, it basically means by not going against Hashem's will, as explained in Tanya, the idea how all the mitzvahs are included, the negative mitzvahs are included in this um, commandment. So through not doing anything which is against Hashem, that's how you can have the gili of which in a general, more general sense, this idea of means the negation of any descriptions um, is the only way to allow for the revelation of Anoichi. The idea of not through understanding his true essence. Only through the the law, the negative relationship, can you have a revelation of this essence of Hashem. Um, so this is the idea of Anoichi these two statements, in order to get the gili of anoichi, of Hashem's true essence, which cannot be grasped in a positive way, is only through the layelcha, through the la, through the negation, which basically means through removing anything which is opposite of that essence. And that's the idea of Yedia or not doing anything against Hashem's will. Whereas the Torah is usually in the world of the level of Chokhmah Batsilas, which is something which can be grasped. And that's why the other mitzvahs, in general, all the mitzvahs, were said directly to Moshe, or to all the to Moshe, and basically were able to be comprehended in a in a positive way. But the but the first commandment, Anoichi, is only coming through the Layelcha, through the negation, through the lav, because it's such a high level. It's referring to Hashem's very essence, their belief in Hashem, Anoichi Hashem Lekechal, the belief in Hashem's very essence. Uba Avoda. So, and in our divine service, what does this mean? Yeshlemer al derech mashes bar makemacher, as seemingly similar to what explains another place, the Maskal, the Maimer entitled as Shab Seisei the Mimer Shab which is not printed yet, and in the explanation of that Mimer, regarding this idea, it says, I have a great gift for you, for the Jewish people, referring to Shabbos, go and let them know. So, what is this referring to? This Matana, anytime it talks about in Chesed, in, in this idea of Matana, something which is above, a Matana is something not which you earned, it's something which is given to you by the grace of the person that gives it to you. Um, mostly. So it's something, it's a gilim of Leila, which is not, the Yusuf Lassat is not able to reach. So the Yusuf Lassat ain't a shayich There's no relevance of a arousal from below, which we can reach that matana, because it's a matana, so it's a meaning it's something that's only given from above, which we cannot reach. Rather, only thing, the only way you can allow for this matana to be given, like I said before, it's the gili of something which is totally above our reach, the gili of the essence of Avelikos is only through guarding yourself from things which go against the revelation of that of that essence. That essence, Hashem in Himself, doesn't want anything which is opposite of His will. So, meaning by not being gassus, not being coarse and full of yourself and telling lies, by doing these, by keeping these negative commandments, basically by being careful from trans- transgressing anything which is against Hashem, you allow for the revelation of that essence. So that's this idea of matana toivo. I had this great matana. It's not something. It's a gift. You can't. You cannot arouse it. You cannot do something positive. You cannot make a keli for the revelation of this. You have to just do things which are a shmita. Which you have to be shame of yourself from things which are against that essence to, to allow it to come down. This is the only way to make a vessel for it. 
it's not a positive vessel, it's basically a negative. Through, bring, through pushing away anything which is against it, you allow for it to be able to reveal it. So too we can apply it to this statement of the Chazal, which we're bringing here regarding the Anachil Yelcho, Shehu Enyan Mitzvah This is the idea of, what does it mean, Lo Yelcho? It's the idea of keeping the, not, not transgressing the negative commandments. Meaning three, through, through being careful, and very precise in keeping the 365 negative commandments and not transgressing them. Through that, you will merit. See, the lashon there is very important. It's not something. It's not something which you earned. It's a, you will merit a hakada comprehension in the wondrousness and the separate, the total concealed, infinite essence of Hashem. The only way to get to that level, that flow of the eighteen which is totally removed from us, can't have an idea sechiyuv only through shlila, meaning only through being careful not to transgress the negatives, then you allow for the revelation of that essence, and you come somewhat of a hakara in the essence that the lav brings to the hain. The, the shlila brings to the chiyuv. And that's why anoichi and liyelcha, we know, the sages say that we, said, we heard this in one statement. Something which we cannot speak, we cannot understand, we cannot hear. But they were said in one statement. Why? Because they're basically all part of each other. One can't be without the other. Because the revelation of Hashem's very essence, the anoichi, can only be, if, can only happen if, you're, if you have the the, the not transgressing the negative. Or the idiyas ashlila, being careful not to transgress anything negative, allowing for the revelation, removing the menagim. Therefore, its conclusion, the conclusion is that they are really all one entity, one integral together. They make, they're made up of each other. You can't have one without the other. You can't have the anoichi without the layelcha. First, you have to have the lav, then the hain. And this is why, coming back to the original question, why does it say mipia gvuda? We heard these commandments from the gvuda, from the mighty. Because over on this level, which we're talking about, the revelation of anoichi, misha anoichi, the very essence of Hashem, like we said earlier, lav And this level, the only way to have somewhat of appreciation of that is through the gvuda. Is through the lav, through the shlila relationship, and that's why I'm saying In order to get to that level of anechi, which is the very essence, you have to have the mipia gvura only through the gvura. Only through the knowledge, through negation, not describing the actual thing what it is, but you're only the description you're putting on it is saying because it's not the opposite of this. That's the only way you have a relationship with that anechi is through the negation, through the bittel. Through the Zahirus and the Mitzvah Leisa say. With that, we finish this part of the Hemshech.